This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not The summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No, I Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. We are back this week, and this is the podcast for Monday, July the 12th. And we are not at Watson's Dojo of Love anymore. If you saw last week's, I've uh, been doing some moving and shaking, man. I've been traveling around and uh, spending some time in the truck. And glad to be home for a couple of days anyways before we kick off the MPFL at Pickwick, which is, you know, just an hour down the road. I'm going to be staying over there at Pickwick Land and State Park this week. But glad to be home for a couple of days. And then we head on to ICAST after that. So lots going on. Welcome all you low lifers. And if you are new to this program and you're wondering what a low lifer is, well, that's you now. That's you. All the listeners of this program, whether they love it or hate it, they are the low lifers. That's what they call themselves. So welcome, welcome, new and old low lifers. Kicked off the song with, uh, kicked off the show with a song by me called Biloxi Blues. We got some new music out there, and I got a funny one for you. So through <laughs> through all this new music, me and Shannon Wheeler would throw three songs out there and. I was registering the songs, you know, you do the copyright thing, you do all this, you know, kind of thing on your on your own music to protect yourself, to get paid if it ever were to, you know, do anything, that kind of stuff. And uh, just the legalities of music, whatnot. Last week, I played a song called Better by the Glass to end the show, and I got flagged on YouTube by my own music. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Immediately when it went out, I'm like emailing YouTube, dear YouTube, this is my song. I recorded it, I wrote it, leave me alone. But I got flagged last week over Better by the Glass. Y'all go check out those new songs. They're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, Three songs that Shannon Wheeler and I recorded right here at the LBL Bar and Grill. Back in December, we call it the COVID sessions, but I kind of get a little plug in there. But yeah, I got flagged by freaking YouTube. And I run all my music through the secondary site that places it for you on 
Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of thing because, you know, independent artist and uh, songwriters kind of the thing that you have to do. You don't have a record label. And, uh, yeah, I got flagged on YouTube by my own music. So good times. It's like this video could not be monetized uh, because of Luke Duncan uh, and low budget records. So anyways, I had a dispute, a claim against me by me. It was very bizarre, very, very bizarre. But uh, thanks for the kind words on those songs to those of you that have listened so far, man. We, uh, we had fun with that. I'm going to keep shoving them down your throat. We're going to, I'm going to play them on here. I just got to figure out a better way to do it without YouTube coming after me over my own music. But uh, been, uh, been, like I said, been traveling around, had, uh, did Boats and Pros with Watson. That's going to be up the last week of July, which a lot of y'all enjoy those. I enjoy filming those more than anything that I've ever done. And so grateful for James to let us come to his house and and, uh, and film one of those myself and Tanner Lyons. Had a great time. And then doing an LBL with James was awesome as well. But Boats and Pros coming back strong the last week of July. We're going to get that one out to you, Boats and Pros with James Watson. And something that happened while I was out there, something that happened that uh, I just, man, it's it's uh, it's something that has bugged me my entire, you know, history on this earth a few times. But I started getting, the boys and I had done some things around here at the house, 4th of July weekend, and I started, my arms started itching a little bit. Man, what, what's this going on? I got this weird itch on my face like what is this yeah poison oak uh and like a deathly case of it i am uh you can't see me too good here but man i've got it i had it on my eyes my ears my neck my it's been bad i've been to the doctor about it got some shots it ain't touching this crap uh yeah pretty miserable right now guys so if i seem a little out of it it's because i'm on some souped up benadryl that the doctor gave me and I can barely keep my head up <laughs> and my eyes open when I take it. But holy crap, uh, I went and got some steroid shots. Because normally, I mean, I'm allergic to it. But normally, you know, just a little bit of there's some over-the-counter stuff uh, that I've always used. Knocks it right out. Not the case this time. So if y'all got any poison oak remedies, drop them in the comments for me because uh, I'm miserable. Like this arm, it's just not good. I'm up all night. And you try not to scratch, but it's impossible. So uh been dealing with that all week, and I'm about to lose my mind over the poison oak. About to lose my mind. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been dealing with. Want it to go away. This ear looks – I look like a UFC fighter. I look like Dustin Poirier beat the crap out of me. And this ear, it's all swollen. It's terrible, terrible situation. But uh, hopefully on the on the men. But it's been, uh, it's been interesting the last few days. Dealing with, uh, you know, there are two things in the woods that are the devil. Chiggers, if you live where I live, and poison oak. And they both, ugh, just nasty. Kill me. Every single year, whether it's hanging deer stands, working the yard, I'm always going to get a dose of it at some point. Every single year. And I got mine this time. So, been dealing with the poison oak. It, it, you know, I'm not a, I, I don't normally, I'm not a rush to the doctor kind of guy. But when it got around my eye in both eyes, and in this eye was like kind of swollen shut. I'm like, you know what? Probably should go. Probably should go get some shots. So got it all knocked out and uh, grateful for, uh, you know, hopefully being on the mend and my eye being a little bit better than it was. I'm also grateful for the fine sponsors of the show. We're going to kick things off here. Got a good one for you today, but uh, got to go through these sponsors because they make every bit of this possible. And they've been paying my doctor bills this week. <laughs> so big thanks to the fine folks at StarTron Starbright kicking ethanol in the teeth for over four years now with the LBL crew making it all possible. They were the first official sponsor of LBL, and they are with me on this ride. StarTron, a little dab in your tank. will take care of ethanol. This bottle right here treats 256 gallons, 256 gallons of fuel. That ethanol just sneaks in there. Like you see it at the pump, 10% contains 10% ethanol. That 10% will mess up your weed eater, mess up your chainsaw, mess up your outboard engine. Put some StarTron in your tank. Get rid of it. Get it out of there. Kick it in the teeth with StarTron. They also make StarBright cleaning products. I use them all the time. Carpet clean, boat guard, vinyl guard, you name it. They got a, an array. If you ever get any mildew, this is one that always amazes me. But if you ever they have a mildew stain remover that you, they saw it at, at everywhere, Walmart, all over. I promise you it takes mildew off of boat seats. I've seen some, we've been restoring an old boat here at the house and uh, that, that my dad found. And 
really does really does wonder so mildew stain remover but the fine folks startron starbright we appreciate them so much for bringing you low budget life for almost four years now they're the really they're the og low lifers because they believed in this craziness before anybody did so shout out to my florida brethren starbright startron sims clothing Got to, uh, you know, another week rocking that Sims, rocking that, uh, got to fish a little bit this the, towards the end of the week, and I needed to be covered up because of the poison oak. I was trying not to uh, let that stuff get away from me there. So the Solar Flex hoodies, I've been having to wash them twice because they got poison oak all over them. <laughs> Solar Flex hoodies have been coming in clutch, but then I fished a little tournament yesterday and sucked. Uh, my man Hudson was out of town. Yesterday, and I fished with a good buddy of mine, Chad Aaron, and we were we we had a uh, great day on the water. MPFL pro, Chad Aaron, I might add, but we had a great day on the water, but uh, not so much in the means of uh, competing with anybody yesterday. Lord have mercy. We uh, but we got to uh, wear out some Sims rain gear because it has been raining uh, to say the least in southern Middle Tennessee uh, the last few days and, and it's going to right up until time for the MPFL. So it's going to be a, a could could throw some curveballs at the MPFL, to be honest with you. But uh, love that Sam's Pro Guide. Got to wear it yesterday. Always keeps you dry. It's always lightweight. You ain't burning up out there in the summertime wearing it while it's 80 degrees and, and coming a flood on your head. So I'm here to remind all of you lowlifers, you get one life, fish it well. ProGuide Batteries, the folks at ProGuides have a big announcement on July 20th. Actually, I almost slipped up last week. I almost slipped up and ruined the surprise for everybody. But on July 20th, ProGuide, they're taking everything to the next level, and they got a big announcement coming, so you're going to want to tune in um, for all the battery news right here. Uh, LBL, they'll be making posts about it, but it is a uh, it's a big big deal for them. I'm happy to be a part of it, and you know I've been running those 31 AGMs all year this year with no issues. Really loving those batteries, and uh, the next level of Pro Guide is something to get excited about. So if you would like to get some Pro Guide batteries, try them out. Get on their website. Use code LBL10 for 10 off. And ten uh, percent off, of course. And appreciate that you low lifers have worn that code out, and that uh, makes me happy. Last but not least, hang the dang banner right here. Express boats, hang the banner. Another top ten for express boats. Caleb Summerall, he's having a hell of a year, man. Another top ten up at Champlain for him. The Bassmaster Elite Series had just wrapped up just a little bit ago. Express boats, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus, and Yet again, a newbie in the Express X21 yesterday, and I, I, I never, it never gets old. I'll be honest, hearing compliments when you take somebody that's you know never been out in the Express because that's that tends to be what happens every time I take a fresh guest out in the X21. So many compliments, but uh, my buddy Chad and I we fished yesterday. He's like, dude, I can't get over how stable this boat is. The sea deck is. If I hear anything about the sea deck, you know. Uh, one more time, my head might explode, but sea deck, sea deck, sea deck. But it is, it's so cool. And uh, I have really enjoyed fishing out of that boat. I'm going to do a video. I, I had a request. I thought this was pretty cool. Somebody wanted me to do like an update, like show us the boat, show us the wear and tear. Uh, I'm six months in now, fished a lot out of it. And, uh, you know, just kind of like an overall review. I'll do, I try to do that for the months out for those of you interested in that kind of video uh try to do monthly videos on the express showing you different things but I, i'm gonna do um basically like another walkthrough just to kind of show you where i'm at with it loving that yamaha show though on the back it is uh sound like a broken record every week but you know what i love it i'm proud to be a part of team express they're great people and they have been building excitement since 1966 out there in hot springs arkansas and i promise you if you ever go riding one you'll be like what am i doing I'm wasting my time with something else. So, thanks to the folks from Express Boats for bringing you low budget live in the traveling circus. All right, moving on. So uh, it's been a it's been a busy week at Bass. You know, when Watson and I we recorded last week, we uh, were out there at the Dojo of Love, Table Rock Lake, and and having a good time. And and uh, the announcement we talked about the John Cox situation, the disqualification situation. And James gave us his thoughts on that. And while we were talking about it, the news had actually came out that he had been disqualified. I, I didn't check. Uh, I hadn't uh, checked any media outlets 
uh, for that news. But then John texted me later that the, that the the word had came down that he was disqualified. So and, and he knew it was coming, right? He knew it was coming, and uh, and he's cool with it. John's good with it. I think that it will affect him, you know, going down the road. Uh, I had a lot of comments yesterday, a lot of messages, people sending me things. You know, he wore his MLF jersey on stage at the Open, and uh, at the Open, excuse me, at the uh, on day three of Champlain. Of course, he had a great event there. Finished out his year strong, but he doesn't get to fish the St. Lawrence, and he's disqualified. And it's probably going to cost him the classic, most likely. But uh, and I think short of maybe a top ten this week, and it still might have been hard. But he wore his MLF jersey on stage, his one with the MLF badge, identical jersey sponsor wise, but had MLF on it instead of Bass. And Bass takes that stuff very serious, and so does FLW in the past. RIP FLW and MLF. You know they want their badges. MPFL the same way. We want we want our logos on the on the jerseys of the anglers. And uh, he did not wear a Bass logo across stage. And I believe by Bass rules, you can be fined for that. I'm sure they might just leave that one alone. <laughs> I would if I was them. But uh, not sure what that meant. A lot of people were tagging me in it. John is not a malicious person um, by any right whatsoever. I think he's very frustrated by the decision. But, you know, he I mean, he and I text uh, back and forth about it. He's like, man, you know, moving on, moving on. But I do hate it for Bass because I, I feel like he will not fish again next year and uh and that's too bad but you know maybe that opens up a spot for a guy that uh, was going to get booted out i don't know maybe that opens up a classic spot for somebody that needed it worse than john did because john's had an incredible year uh like he normally does and uh i, I don't know i i hate it uh and and it's like james and i said last week i do think there were uh, there was some confusion in that entire situation and and i do think it's odd that Rules can be bent in certain situations, but not in others. Um, you know, uh, when it came to requalifications for bass and and things like that after the big split, we could bend rules, but in this situation, um, it was not okay, and it's a hard line thing. And now John is out. So, uh, but but yeah, there was a lot of people tagging me in that. A lot of people sending me that wearing his MLF jersey. I really don't know what I think about it. You know, I don't know. Um, I think it's very if if he did it maliciously and John is not a malicious person, I mean I feel like he had to think about it before he did it. And I feel like it is a little bit of like a Meh, okay, see y'all, call me maybe you know <laughs> I don't I don't know, uh, but maybe there were some misunderstandings there that we didn't know anything about and uh, and it was just kind of a middle finger. I don't know I don't know John's not a middle finger kind of guy. He, he just kind of loves life and and from my conversations with John, not on a podcast but friend to friend, there was no like animosity in that decision once it had happened I mean, he assumed it was coming right so uh, yeah, I don't know a lot of people tagging me in that. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's over and done with now. Uh, a lot of people were spirited about that. I had, I mean, I had sponsors reach out to me about talking about it, you know. Uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. John will now fish a Toyota series instead of the Elite Series next week. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, you know, wrap his year with BPT and see what happens there. I'm sure he'd probably win another one, knowing John Boy. Knowing John Boy, uh, something else that popped up from from Bass, and I actually saw this on. Uh, uh, I've been hearing this. I didn't just see this. Some of y'all tagged me in this too. On uh, Trade Zaldane made an official post, an official, official, official post from her Instagram that Bass is definitely not for sale. And some of y'all tagged me in it, like have uh, wanted me to have trade on. I wasn't going to have trade on about the matter because, frankly, her husband was fishing the last day of the Elite Series, and I wasn't going to bug trade for an interview about her post. Uh, trade is obviously very passionate about Bassmaster and what goes on there, and and her and Chris have, you know, the there are meme accounts going both ways at times. Uh, and they're targeted in that and blamed for being like uh, some of the meme accounts. I don't think that they are. Uh, Y'all know where I stand on meme accounts. I think they're idiotic and stupid. And if you have anything to say, just say it from your face. That's what Trait did. You know, they're trying to, uh, I think, I think the word is, and I've, I heard this, um, I heard this at the classic from some guys, uh, friends of mine that fish MLF that said that, you know, it's being told that they're that MLF is going to buy Bassmaster. 
years ago, I would have said no way in hell that ever happens, but I'm in a situation in life right now where I work for a company that I was also told would never sell, and it sold. And I think there are a lot of other companies out there that say they'll never sell, but they sell. Now, would it take the absolute right price for them to, you know, or amount of money for them to sell to Boyd Duckett? Absolutely. I mean, I don't think that I don't think that's anything that Andersons would want to do. And that was kind of the gist of of Trait's post was she trusts the Andersons, and you know, uh, good for her for posting it and, and doing it from who she is. Uh, and not hiding behind a fake profile to to do so. I I, I applauded that, you know. But but as far as just talking to her about it, you know, she doesn't fish the elite series. She does fish the opens. Uh, and short of talking to like Chase Anderson himself, those kind of rumors, man. Like I, I just don't know. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't. In my gut, I don't think that the first buyer of bass would be Boy Duckett if they were going to sell it. Like I, I truly, at my core, do not believe that. Um, and and furthermore, I don't know anything about anybody's financial situations or whatever. But I feel like a lot of money was spent by an FLW, and in my opinion, it doesn't look like things are just overwhelmingly financially uh, incredible <laughs> at the Bass Pro Tour. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that I think that that's what they would want ultimately is to buy it all and, and own it all and own the name of the classic, and then everything's just kind of is what it is. But uh, I don't know. In, in this old world, man, this fishing industry, I certainly, uh, I certainly would not be surprised – if, if bass sold again now whether it sells to boy Duckett and career i don't know i can't speak to that but uh you know i think the andersons they got in right at a time when the shit hit the fan and you know i can't speak for them and their opinions on how bass is doing i just know and we're going to talk a little bit about this with our guest today but professional bass fishing is hard it's hard from an organizational standpoint it's hard from an angler angler standpoint you know as far as financial situations are concerned it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's just not. Um, whether you're bass, whether you're MLF, like it's it's not an easy way to make a lot of money running these tournaments, man. It's a, it, There's a lot that goes into it, and we've seen that with BPT, like pulling back, hey, we're going no entry fee. No, we're not. We're going to pay entry fees. It's expensive to do this, especially with the payroll that you have, and, and I, I don't know, like boots on the ground at these events, it costs a lot of money to run tournaments. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting time, to say the least. I don't think that's anything we're going to see overnight. Now, I can't. Now, Trait, in her post, she was very confident about it. And, uh, and you know, I, I can't speak to that, like I said. Uh, but I feel like she's had a conversation with somebody if, if she's put something in print that's that adamant, right? You know? So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tail had a lot of comments last week too about uh about you know mlf uh not paying their anglers i don't personally know anybody that hasn't gotten paid that being said do i personally know anybody that would tell me they haven't got paid by bpt because of you know some of the things i talk about on this podcast i don't know I don't know. I've got a lot of good friends, uh, but we, you know, Watson and I, there were some comments like, Watson's part owner and he's hiding. No, we never talked about it because it just didn't come up in conversation. Like it wasn't something that I wanted to talk about. Um, because that, that like bass selling is another just, you know, pretty big rumor that I don't have any truth about. You know, I've heard that, but I hear more of it from meme accounts again than I do actual people, you know, if, uh, if Jacob Wheeler calls me and goes, Hey man, uh, I won again and the check didn't clear. Well, then I could probably, you know, you could probably take that as fact. I don't know. I know that they've made a lot of moves, man. And like I said, it's not an easy business to be in. So we'll see, uh, we'll see on that too. I don't think that's something that anybody's going to publicly disclose those like, Hey, this is the tournament trail fish. And I got three checks and they didn't pay me until, in, unless they just don't get paid. And then those stories will resolve themselves. I promise you, because if a pro fisherman doesn't get paid two or three tournaments in a row, like you're going to hear about it publicly from somebody. 
you know, you're going to hear about it. But at the end of the day, there's all these conspiracy theories and, you know, it's bass fishing. It's bass fishing, guys. So um, I like to speak out about it. I like to talk about it. I like all the dirt and the details, but I don't, I don't have all the answers. That's for damn sure. Text our guest. Real quick, like. Huge congratulations to Brian Schmidt. Brian is uh, one of the greatest anglers I feel like in the country. Had the pleasure of of competing against Brian on the FLW Tour. Such a great guy and an incredible grass fisherman, incredible northern fisherman. He's his track record at Champlain speaks for itself. But he got got the dub up there at the Elite Series this afternoon, as I record on Sunday. But congrats to him. Keith Combs almost ran him down though. Keith, who who's really been like uncharacteristically not dominating like Keith Combs does for the last couple of years, but he uh, Keith had a big tournament up there, finished in second place. Austin Felix, another dude that uh, is like a Champlain guarantee top ten. It's it's amazing. Never fished a tournament against Felix up there that he wasn't in the top ten. Um, just incredible. But uh, the overwhelming theme, though, like it's been all year, is Seth Fighter. Holy buckets, man. Fighter leading AOI by a lot. A lot going into the St. Lawrence River. It's not even going to be interesting to watch. And all of you should watch the MPFL Pickwick, frankly. <laughs> because the AOI is going to be a blowout. And they're going to catch a bunch of smallmouth. But, uh, yeah, Fighter, another top 10, man. Just an incredible season. And heard Ronnie Moore talking about it on live that in normal years, the guys that are all behind Seth, based on their finishes, those would be good enough to just be blowing out AOI. But Seth's been so freaking great this year. It's an impressive, impressive year for him. And uh, short of just getting shot by a missile, at the St. Lawrence River by Patrick Walters and his live scope. I think that uh, we'll see Fighter walk away with that for sure. But uh, congrats to him on that. Congrats to all those guys. Destin Demarion, it was cool. Uh, Destin's one of those guys I don't know a lot about, but he's been out there, you know, uh, had his best finish this week up there at Champlain's great on camera. It was fun watching him. I got to watch a little bit on Fox, and uh, it's pretty pretty. Good stuff watching him get excited. He's one of those guys fighting for requalification. There's several of those. So we'll see how that will play out, you know, going into 2022 for some of those guys. But uh, pretty daggum cool tournament. They smashed on them at Champlain. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been in the country. And um, it's amazing the difference in a three-pound bass and like a a three-and-a-half-pound bass there in the standings. Man, it makes all the difference in the world. And it's so cool to see the guys that really do get dialed on where the better, you know, heavier fish, what kind of patterns they're on. There's, you know, you would think it would come down to luck, but it really doesn't. Like they, they get it dialed, they figure it out, and and uh, it's pretty pretty fun to watch. But good event up there for bass. They'll take it into the St. Lawrence River. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Ooh, Bassmaster Opens are going to be on Fox now. I saw that. Uh, Announcement: The final days of the Bassmaster Opens for the rest of the year, now that the Elites are over with in July, uh, after next week, are going to be on Fox um, Sports like the Elites have been. That's pretty cool. Very cool for the Opens guys. Thought that was uh, be some good exposure for some dudes out there. All right, we're going to make a phone call right now to my guest today. This is a tricky one for me. It's a tricky one. No, this is uh, my guest today is one of my bosses at the National Professional Fishing League. He is an absolute straight shooter of a human. He is someone that in the last year of my life, we met last year in August, I have come to get to know very well. I'm proud to call him a friend. I'm proud to call him a coworker, and I really respect his ideas and his thoughts and uh, a lot. And we're going to have a candid conversation today about the National Professional Fishing League and everything we got going on coming up and how he thinks this year has gone so far. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Fuller. What's up, low lifers? <laughs> I like that. That was very musical of you. I've been sitting here for 15 minutes waiting on how I was going to intro myself because I knew you weren't going to give me one of those worldwide. I gave you a intro. buddy. I gave you a good one. 
Okay. All right. I gave you a really good one. Like, I, all right. full disclosure, maybe the best one I've ever given anybody. I almost cried. It was so good. <laughs> You'd think I signed your checks or something. Bro. Exactly. I told, I told everybody also that this was a very interesting one because I don't interview a lot of my bosses <laughs> and put them on the spot about shit that could get me in trouble. <laughs> Well, listen, listen, bro, you and I both know that we can say what we want, but I know who your boss is and you know who mine is. That's so. a fact. Yeah, that's, that's, that is very, very, very true. Uh, well, I, I talked about a lot of stuff before, before I, as I always do, before I got to you here. And uh, so, first of all, we got Pickwick Lake coming up this week. Uh, there's, I, I was just talking about the Bassmaster Angler of the Year race. But the other angler of the year race that's going on right now in the world of professional bass fishing is over at MPFL, one of the other AOI races. And I think ours is as interesting as any in the country right now. And I was just looking through the list, and I, and I know this is, this is a tricky spot to be in when you're one of the owners. But what do you think when you look down through that top 10 right now? Man, are we going to – I mean, Nick Pravonizak sitting on top, 742 points. John Sokup in second, but he's won two events. Then you got Keith Carson, David Gasson, Brandon Perkins, a Pickwick local. So just that top five right there, like who comes out of those five guys, if you could pick a name, who comes out of Pickwick leading? <laughs> Loaded question. Listen, it, it, it is. And, and, and the way we, you know, when we set up our point structure, Luke, you know, we do 250 and then we drop it a point. You know what I mean? So yep. it's hard. It's, it, it, we, we want to reward guys who are consistent. Right, right. So, right. Which I love. So – yeah, so I'll be honest, man. Like, I've got my, you know, local favorite, Brandon Perkins. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Brandon could win this event, and depending on where Nick, John, David, and those guys finish, he could win the event and not jump into the lead. That's right. Right? So, so really, when you start looking at these angle of your races and how we have our structure and where the guys are, like, you have to do well, but then you need some help. Like, John's got to stumble. Uh, Nick's got to stumble. Keith Carson's got to stumble. So, you know, I think it's fair to say that, you know, there's a, three anglers down here that are, that, are the, that are locals, so you would, you would tag them as air quote favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of other guys in the field that are ledge fishermen. Look, we've been shallow up to this point throughout That's the year. Very, right? sh- like, very shallow, too. <laughs> um, y- y- yeah, and you take a guy like Chance Wooder, like Chance has proven, you know, at Eufaula, you know, we're getting rid of at least a, a, a montage of, of him wrecking them for like, I went through the footage, man. It's like three hours of him just hammering on him yes, on a ledge, did. and you follow when nobody else caught him deep, really. You know what I mean? So That's right. You, you come to a place like this, you know, you and I were lucky enough, or I was lucky enough to get to spend the time with you down here a few weeks ago. I think, I, here's my thing. I think this is going to be a shakeup tournament, right? I think, I think it's going to close. I think it's going to get tighter. Um, hey, Fat Cat and I just came off the water, like literally just pulled the boat out. We're here at Pickwick. We went out and rode around. Uh, you know, and showed him kind of the lay of the land. We ran into John Sokup. We ran into Luis Fernandez. We ran into a bunch of the guys out there. So they're out there doing it. You know what I mean? So it's it's going to be interesting. But I think I don't I don't know that Nick relinquishes as a lead unless he really stumbles. But I definitely think we're going to be talking about maybe eight or nine guys within striking distance going into Winnebago and 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 Grand. I think this is going to tighten the field up a lot. Uh, I think so too, man. And I, I told you when the schedule came out and you said, hey, we're coming we're coming to your home pond in July. And I'm like, ugh, July can be interesting. But what we've seen in the last few weeks, you and I got out there. I've been out there some. I've got good friends, obviously, that are on the water a lot. And I think this is going to be a lot better event weight-wise than, than I originally would have guessed because just kind of we're behind in the year. And it, But it is that great shake-up tournament, I feel like. And normally you see that in all the leagues. You know, at the halfway point, you need a shake-up tournament. And I feel like we've got that, and uh, there'll be some things turned over on their head. But we got a lot of great guys that are in the mix in the standings for sure. I feel as I look through here, I just feel like it's the same names, you know, same thirty or forty guys we talk about at every event. Uh, Dudley and I, me and Hallman down at the Harris Chain, to say the least. Uh, so, with all the business of bass fishing, which you know I talk about that a lot on here a little bit. Uh, oh, you do? Bit. Okay, yeah, wow. some some yeah. talk about the business of bass, and there are lots of things that are always moving and shaking how do you grade where the league is the mpfl where do you grade where we're at after three events in your mind to you not to not to the public but to you this dream you guys had where do you what grade do you give it right now after three events 
Well, look, you, you, you know me well enough. We spend enough time together to know that I'm never satisfied, right? Like yes. I, I, I have a vision. We have a, a three-year, five-year, ten-year plan for where we want this league to go and, and, and more importantly, how we want to do it, right? So we knew because of the choices we were making and our business approach and how we were going to do things that it was going to be tough, man, and it has been. Like it, it, it's, it's been, it hasn't been easy, but, that, but that's okay, right? We, we, we knew that and – I'll, I'll say this, and, and this isn't a direct answer to your question, but I'll get there. Is is look, man? I just feel like no one's going to outwork us, right? Like, like when you when you when we get up in the morning at events and even at home, like that's the mentality we have is is we are going to pour everything we have into this, and and all that leads to my answer of the question is, man, I, I would grade us at a solid B, right? Um, and and the reason it's not any higher than that, a B plus or whatever, is is look, man, we've, we've, we've had challenges throughout the year. Things have not went perfect. I think, you know, how we handle those things and how we look at those things on the business side, everything's falling into place, right? I'm very happy with the business side and the way things are going. I think our anglers are happy. You know, I I think us keeping them content and understanding what the business plan is and what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. And, you know, we're, we want to separate ourselves, but not just to be different, right? Like we, we want to show the fans a little something different. Yes. It's still bass fishing. Yes. It's a big five. No, we're not breaking the mold on how bass tournaments are ran, but the little things we're doing, look, bro, you and I talked about it. The trade of the way in huge question mark, right? Yeah. I, I, some, I actually, I told you to your face. I'm like, that's a terrible idea. So that's a terrible <laughs> I'll, idea. I'll give us, yeah, <laughs> in I'll the beginning. Us, I, 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 yeah. If you break it in, if you break it into phases, tournament execution, Bro, we're, we're, I think we're crushing it, right? Like, no doubt. Like, you look at the, the weigh-in, you know, the multi-camera view with having, you know, us investing and putting two cameras. We got the static tower camera. We got the we got the live weigh-in camera that's on the stage showing different points of view, trying to bring the fans a little closer to the weigh-in action on the live screen. And we've got big we've got big plans for that as well, and how we're going to spice that up and sizzle that up. But I, I give us an A on the weigh-in, man. Like it's trailer. We're bringing truck and boat wraps back to the forefront. The viewers get to see them. The fans love it. The anglers love it. Look, they're sitting in their air-conditioned truck, you know, instead of standing in a weigh-in line with a weigh-in bag. Yeah, the fish are in the live well. Yeah, the fish never leave the live well. Like we, we bump the fish. They go right back in the live well. They bring them up. They're on stage or out of the water, and then they're right, right into our release boat. So our fish spend the less time out of an aerated environment than anywhere else, right? And we're very proud of that. We've got an extremely successful release rate, right? Um, you know, the guys down in Florida, the FWC, was concerned about it. They they were singing our praises when we left because you know we were in such a high uh, a low fish kill number and and so all it's all falling into place man and I will tell you um, you know you you had a hand in this I, I wasn't going to go to the classic I had some other stuff scheduled I broke loose because we had some some things we wanted to, to do while we were down there the the response from industry has been phenomenal right like it, it's yes, all it kind of happening the way we want it to happen so. Hey, man, for us overall, I'm going to give us a solid B because I know we've got a lot of room to go. But I don't want that to detract from the fact that, look, dude, I'm very, very proud of what we've accomplished so far. I'm very proud of how our anglers have handled things. It all hasn't been pink clouds of cotton candy, right? We haven't it had never will be, shoot. though. Yeah. No, but, but man, we, we've, just, we've just done it, right? And that, and that was a big deal. Year one's an execution year. we got to go do what we said we're going to do, and we've done that. And we're very, very excited about 2022, man. It's shaping up to be a deal where we can execute our game plan as we wrote it last year. Right. And that's a big deal. Like being able to check those boxes is a big deal for us. Well, in going towards 2022, because I'm getting a lot of questions about this on social media and, and and like I always say, like actual questions, not those questions you, you say you get just so you can talk about it. (laughs) Like guys film those videos. They're like, I get a lot of questions about the kind of braid I use. So I decided to do a video. Nobody's asking you that buddy. Calm down. Uh, So, but I am getting a lot of people like, how do you qualify? And so next year, uh, you will be, we will be in the league opening up signups again for the open spots that we have. Because we did not fill this year. We've been completely candid about that. We had, you know, we shot for 125 and we didn't get there. As the year's gone, we've had a few drop out. And so we're fishing around that 105 angler mark right now. It, in my opinion, it will fill, and then some next year. I think there will be a waiting list just based off the guys I'm talking to, and we have a lot of inter, a lot of interest for some very interesting names in the sport of bass well, bro, fishing. I think you would agree with that. 
Yeah, man. Like, you know, some of the introductions you made to me at the classic was, uh, I was taken back by it, right? To get to talk to some of the people and hear how proud they were of us, how excited they were for us. Um, it, it really kind of reinstilled my belief in that how good the people are in bass fishing. No doubt. Right? There's plenty. No doubt. There, look, look, man, the success bucket is a deep, deep bucket, right? Like there's plenty of room for success for a lot of people. And, and, and go back to your earlier question, man. I think we've checked some boxes for people, right? Clearly, I, I know we have because they told me that, right? Like is there room for another league? Is there the caliber angle that you can put on a live stream for six hours a day and have quality uh, fishing going on that you can promote around. Absolutely. Um, so looking at 2022, um, and, and I will, I will echo your sentiment for I get asked all the, t- like it's, yes. we had to turn our application button off of the website. Cause we were getting inundated with things that I knew I wasn't going to be able to get to. So we just turned it off. Like, Hey, I'm going to focus on this year. I'm going to focus on tournaments. I'm going to get this done. And at a time and place of our choosing where it makes sense, we're going to open this thing up and, and start filling the fill for 2022. That date is going to be one August. We're okay. going to open the August application 1st. process back up. And here's what I want to tell guys, man. You, you're never going to see or hear me say on any podcast or anything, any, any written documentation you've ever put out, these are the requirements. Because the phone call that I make to guys and the conversation I have with them to see where they are in their life, where they are in fishing, and, and what their goals are, all those things have to match up with what we're doing here at the MPFL, right? Like our anglers will tell you, man, like it's, it's a, it's a different game because of we're new and we're growing and we're changing and, and, and we're, we as an organization are new and we're changing. So we, we are going to open that up and there's not like, you have to have won a Costa. You have to have been in the top 20 points in, in, in the Toyota series, or, you know, you have to have finished in your region in the BFL and the top fifth. We, we, we don't have any of that. I want to know that the person is here for the right reasons and the person is willing to jump on board with the MPFL and help us grow this league. No doubt. And, and you got to be able to fish a little bit, right? So that, ha- that um, helps, that helps certainly, you know, well, and, dude, the, and we've got some fishermen. Wanna, <laughs> well, yes, some we real do. deal and, fishermen, and, fish catchers. And, and dude, there's a lot more out there, right? Like, like I, I know, and you know that there's a ton of people and I get it, man. Like, they just weren't ready to make the leap with the MPFL because there were so many unknowns. Like, I understand yep. that. And I appreciate the fact that there were guys like, hey, man, I'm just, I'm just not sold yet, right? Like, our job was to build it and sell it and show people, hey, man, for a guy that's hammering out on some other tours and, and been in the purgatory of trying to qualify and do all these things, like, this is a viable option for you, right? You come in, you pay your entry fees. And if you perform, you're going we, – we have proven that we can promote an angler on a national level, right? Mm-hmm. John Sokup, Keith Carson, Nick Provanovac, Brandon Perk. Like those guys are in the top 510 of the AOI points will tell you that it's absolutely been a success. Getting a lo- they're getting a lot of love. Yeah. They're getting a lot of love, right? And, and, and they're seeing it and they're able to monetize it, right? That's a big deal. Like, hey, you know, you can, you can take a name so far, but if you can't monetize that and actually make that uh, help you pursue your dream in fishing – then it's all kind of wasted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and we talk to Wranglers about that. Like, hey, man, the first time you get a microphone shoved in your face or a camera shouldn't be the first time you've thought about what you're going to say <laughs> or, or what you're going to do, right? Yeah. Like, like we, ha- we have those hard conversations with Anglers. Like, look, man, as much as time as you spend spooling uh, line and checking your reels and sharpening hooks and, and rigging tackle, you need to peel off some of that time to be prepared to succeed in bass fishing if that's your goal, right? So we talk to anglers about that. We want them to understand that, that that's a vital part, not only to the growth, their own personal brand growth, but to the growth of the MPFL. And, dude, we've been super happy with, you know, I, I think John and Keith and, and Nick and, and guys all the way down the field, man. Like, we got some guys that are very disappointed in their performance so far this year, uh, and I look for them to come out these next three events. You know, you said Pickwick to shake up. I'd say the remainder of the season to shake up. Oh, uh, for Here, Pickwick, yeah, million percent. Winnebago, Winnebago and then we're going to – finish up on grand that we know it's going to be a very very tough event and that's what we wanted right that aoi going to that last race i think it's going to be extremely tight and the guy who can go out and figure out grand lake in october you know fishing that fall fishing that everybody says they love until they have to go out and do it right <laughs> so yeah i guess it's not easy fishing but just like being down here on pickwick in july right we could have ran north you know what i mean we could have went up and jumped in the in, in the rotation up there and let guys catch three pound smallmouth at, at will but Look, man, the, 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 the bulk of the fishing industry and the fans don't get to do that, 
right? So we're here on Pickwick Lake in July. You're going to see all kinds of different techniques. You're going to see all kinds of different uh, presentations. And I think you're going to see some anglers rise to the top that maybe we hadn't got a lot of love for so far because they haven't performed, but I think they're going to bust out at this event. Yeah, I think this is, uh, for me, being here at home, I, I think this is an interesting event, and I've said that over and over, but I, I just, because I, I couldn't tell you right now how it's going to shake out. I mean, I know preconceived notions coming in, deep ledge stuff, of course. Yeah, there's a lot of fish out there, but I still think there's going to be somebody do something very unique this week to, uh, you know, to, to get up there and, and in that top five potentially win, and, and I'm anxious to see it. Um if there was anything, this is this is kind of a tough one to ask you, but I'm going to ask you. If there was anything you could change from the first three tournaments, Brad Fuller, from where from where your mind was when this started to now, is is there anything you would change? I guess should be the oh, question. I, I, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, is uh, that fat cat? <laughs> Look, man, I, I wouldn't, I, 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 I wouldn't change that dude. For the world. I wouldn't either. I, I love him. J- just as a human being, right? That's and, right. And, and to see, and, and honestly, to see his growth from the perspective of being an on the water. If you watch him at Ufala and you watch him at Leesburg, that's right. Like the dude, the dude's professional growth has been astounding. Yeah, it's right? amazing. Like, I, I, I knew in my heart this is where he needed to be, and this is what he needed to be doing. And to see how much, how, how he's starting to really carve out his niche for what he's doing out there. And it's fun, man. Like it's he's fun. just a fun dude to be around, but here's the deal. And I think people are seeing now the dude knows how to fit. Like he knows fishing. Yes, right? like, he does. He knows, and, and he's a and, fan loves it. Like, a- absolutely. Like yeah. we just went out today and told around, he's not real familiar with the, with this situation down here as far as, you know, how the fish set up, what happened. So, you know, we were going over some of that stuff and talking to some anglers and just picking their brains a little bit on the water um, and you can just see he's sponging it up, man. He's already thinking like, okay, this is this is how that plays into my on the water coverage, and this is where I need to be. Like he's he's starting to, to hone his craft, if you will, in relationship to what he does in the water. Mm-hmm. But man, when you to go back to your question, Luke, look, man, uh, you know, th- there's no secrets, right? Like we've had some things happen in the league this year, and I'm I'm putting my tournament director hat on now, right? One of the one with 17 I wear. <laughs> and, 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 and look, I, you know, I think you and I have had long discussions about this, bro. That's not a job I wanted, not because I didn't think I was capable and didn't think I could do it, but because I'd never done it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and being an owner and running production and, and working with you and Hallman and Dudley on the production and, and working with the production team in Wisconsin and then running the event, the production during the event, moving cameras around, moving Fat Cat around, feeding you guys information and being tournament director, Right. There are definitely some things as a tournament director that I wish I'd have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did everything at the time with the, with the idea that we were doing the right thing. And I don't think it necessarily anything was wrong, but there's things I would have done different. Right. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's, it's, look, man, you're not going to be perfect. And we've told our anglers, look, man, I, I think the difference is that we were willing to stand in front of a group of anglers like we've done and say, Hey man, I, Brad Fuller, the tournament director, didn't do this the way I wish I would have done it. Right. And this is the outcome and this is how we're going to fix it. And this is what we'll do better in the future. You know what I mean? So, and the anglers being okay with that to a certain degree is, is where, is where we've ended up. Right. So I, I think in that regard, there's things that have done different, but as far as the overall league goes and how we've done things and what we've done, the live coverage, working with the anglers, fielding the field, all those things I could do that. I don't think there's anything I'd change. Somebody may say, well, would you change this? And it may jar my memory. I go, yeah, you're right. I would have changed that. But, you know, just you know, since you didn't send me a list of questions beforehand, that's an that's just that an I, answer. you you know me. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to do that. Even even to uh, even to my to my bros, I'm not going to give any prepared. You know that that's what it's about. Just an open conversation, and and I would say from my standpoint with the league and being at every event so far. It is it is that honesty that is that is beautiful to see because fishing, uh, you know, other leagues that I have over the years and being a part of this, and this is something Dudley and I talk about a lot. You know, it's it's great to see that honesty and transparency come through. And if you guys make a mistake that you deem as a mistake, you're like, hey, I made a mistake. Here's here it is. This is what we're going to do to fix it. Uh, I, but I also like the ability to. Not try to be different on purpose. I don't. I don't want it to sound like you know, like you got some wacky idea. But like this week, for instance, I love the imagination, and 
The Tennessee River is a place that in the summertime, if you're familiar with it, and a lot of you listening are not, you know, Tennessee River rats like myself. But in the afternoon, we have a very strong afternoon bite at times in the summertime that actually is a lot better than that first light, you know, first few hours of daylight bite. And Brad and the ownership group made the decision to start this event, a July Tennessee River Tournament, at 8 a.m. We're going to go from 8 to 4, first flight checking in at 4, last flight at 6 p.m., correct, Brad? Yeah, 6 p.m., yes, sir. And... But that, but that's what I'm talking about, that imagination. And y'all can comment below whether you think that's crazy, whether you think that's great. Our live coverage will go from 9 until 3 p.m. the first two days and 9 to 2 on the final day showdown Saturday. But talk about, like, because you got some backlash from some anglers on that. I mean, guys that, yeah. that might not have understood the overall theme, you know, what you were going for there. But, but talk about that decision. Like, what led you – to hey you know what let's shake it up we can we can make this apply to kind of the fishery we're on because the the tournament times are always the same everywhere we go i feel like right for every tournament ever but i I like the the imagination talk about that decision yeah so man i I lost sleep over that one right so i came down for the pre-site visit and and i couldn't sleep and i woke up and, and i was on i was staying at pickwick lodge overlooking the dam and I woke up at four and I'm working on the computer and man, I'm like, Oh man, I, I've, I've been at this longer than I thought. It must be like seven o'clock. It was five. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm like, Oh man. So you start looking at, well, I'm like, man, it's, it's safe light now. So if we get a bright sunny day, safe lights, like we could be launching this tournament at five o'clock, five fifteen. Yeah. Five fifteen. Yeah. Right. And then, I, but then I started thinking about the production in the last year. I'm like, man, I can't go live at six. I can't go live at seven. You know what I mean? Like your viewership is, no one's going to be up watching that time of day on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know what I mean? Or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, and then, you know, you and I went out and, and I experienced that, Hey man, the fishing is actually better in the afternoon. So when I looked at it like this, okay, if I, if I say I'm going to launch, I'm going to keep our same time frame. I'm going to launch at six 30. Well, guess what? You've already lost an hour and a half morning bite, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the sun's the, the sun's up and high. If you're fishing, you know it's going to be shade line, whatever. But we've lost that. So if I'm not willing to launch it at five and at six thirty, I've missed the morning bite. How can I make up a good? How can I maximize the bite window for anglers? And I look at the cumulative field. Like I don't look at individuals, right? I look at the cumulative field. And go, hey, what can we do as a lead to potentially increase the total catch weight or cumulative catch weight for the field for this event? And I felt like through discussions with a lot of people, you included in that, like, hey, man, let's put these guys out at 8 and let's let them fish till 6, right? So some guys are going to fish from 8 a.m. to 6. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and, so, look, dude, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a stab. And my, my, my educated guess, um, which, you know, people may argue how just how educated that is, but I think we potentially increase the cumulative fish catch for this tournament by 30%. Uh-huh. Now, where that 30% goes in the field is up to the anglers, right? It's every angler is going to launch at eight. The first flight will check in at four. Last flight checks in at six. We flop the field. Everybody gets a chance at a long day. But I feel like we really took the winning weight to over 60. I feel like we, the big thing is we took that check weight and we moved it from probably 10, 11 pounds. To I think it could be up there in that 13 to 15 range, just depending on the variable weather factors, the flow, the, how much how much wind current we get, if it's blowing the same direction as the current. There's a lot of facts that go into it, but I, at, a, at any rate, I think we d- definitely increased it. And I will own that at the end of this, right? If it's a horrible tournament and we don't do what we thought we were going to do, that'll be my fault and I'll own it and I'll take responsibility for it. But guess what, man? Regardless of what happens, I'm still cutting a $50,000 check for first. That's a, right. A Somebody's going to win. <laughs> Well, and uh, dude, I, I'll, I'll be honest. When you say the one thing that surprised me is even the anglers. Like I had a guy, like they did. We pay thirty thousand for second. We pay twenty thousand for third. We pay fifteen for fourth and fourteen for fifth. So there's a lot. You know, thirty grand at second place isn't isn't bad. That's not a lot you know to sneeze I mean? at. So, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? So so we're still going to cut a check for a cumulative of four hundred twenty five thousand over the field um, for this event no matter what time we fish it. And um, I, I think, but that's how the decision came about was looking at the fish catch windows when I thought we could maximize our potential for the anglers to have the best days possible. And when you throw the production value in on top of that, look, man, this is all about viewership, right? This is all about entertaining you and Dudley doing your job. Uh, Brian, Kyle, 
the whole team up in Wisconsin doing the, and, and Visser doing their job on the production. And the Ingram's got to go out and do their job, right? Their job is to go out and hook him and catch him and bring him to the scales. Um, I'll tell you, Luke, I was out there, man. Water temps are like 81. Right? Yeah, like, not as warm as it so, should be right now. Yeah, <laughs> every, Everything is behind. I think, I, dude, I, I'm – I'm 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 cautiously optimistic, but I think they're going to crack him this week, and I think I think it's going to be a great tournament, and I think it's going to be some fireworks, and I'm really excited to get this thing going. Yeah, I'm I'm looking been looking forward to this one all year, man. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be weird calling a tournament on the home lake, though. <laughs> to be honest, it's going to well, be a uh, you, it's going to be a weird week, it, but it's also going to be fun. And I hope I can add some insight to you know kind of what goes down on the on the ledges and out there on the Tennessee River. Well, dude, you and I talked about it, and. It, it's funny because, you know, I've had this conversation with anglers. Everybody wants a tournament on their home lake until they get a tournament on the home <laughs> yeah, lake. And they right. see everything that brings. And I feel a little bit like that with you in the conversations you and I've had. Like, yeah. man, you got so much knowledge here and you're not fishing it. You are commentating it. And, I, you know, I, I want you, I've told you and Dudley the whole time, man, you guys go be you and you do what you do and everything's going to work out. Right. And, and I, and I, I want to echo that sentiment. I've told you that before, but I'm just excited because your unique insight, and then you throw big double D talking <laughs> about the chess game. That's Look, right. Man, this is going to be a chess, more so than any other tournament, how you move those chess pieces, when you move those chess pieces, you know, this is a timing deal, right? So us being able to capture that in a production format and showing that to the world uh, on MPFL, tmpfl.com is going to be a big deal. Yes, so I, I think that's our job. Everyone Hey man, every man up, and you do your job, and everything's going to work out just fine. And I think the fans are going to love the coverage you're bringing this week. Yeah, I think this week's going to be fun, man. I, I appreciate the kind words, and I look forward to uh, doing it. And hey, I'll be honest with you, I like to sleep, so that 9 a.m. takeoff for me on live is just perfectly fine. I actually had one hey, of our listen. anglers yesterday said, "Can we do this all the time? This 8 a.m.?" He was texting me. He's like, "Man, I love to sleep. I'm all about this 8 a.m. blast off." Well, bro, we had, we, you know, we had fishing church scheduled this morning for yeah. 5.30. So uh, a little mix up with the, with the Bernard's room this, this week, you know. So uh, he, he racked out with me last night. It was weird us being in a king bed together, but we made <laughs> you it work. And, you and the big cat, huh? Shacked up. Yeah. Yep. And um, so I woke up at 5, and, dude, it was, it was a frog choker, man. Like, it was oh, coming down. Oh, yeah. And, and literally, I, made the, I didn't bring my raincoat in. And I parked as far away from the lodge as I could. So I made the run to my truck. I jumped in my truck. And there was a text from the guys who run fishing church said, hey, guys, do the lightning. We're going to postpone it and do it uh, Monday morning. <laughs> but but so I, I crawled back into bed soaking wet would be and uh, got a, got another hour or two of sleep. So uh, I'll take them because, you, you know, we're not we don't get those uh, extra hours. During no, the not week, this way. When everything starts. So no, it's balls. I felt very. Uh, yeah, I was. I was very refreshed and ready to rock and roll this morning. And, um, yep. So I, I patted B on the behind as I left the room <laughs> and pulled him to sleep tight. And, uh, and uh, we went from there, man. Dreams of Vienna sausages and three wheelers in his head. Fat cat. Man. Oh, dude. Oh, man, I love it. it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, dude, I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, boy. I'm going to put, I'm going to put the, 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 the ringmaster of the traveling circus on okay. the spot here. What what based on what you know about this place and the field of anglers we had, uh, you may have said this already. What's Luke Duncan's predictions on weight to win and a check weight? I, I'm, just, uh, I'm dying to know. I'm what, I man. I, so I I am going closer. I said 59 pounds last week, and I stick by that. I said that on Instagram. Okay. 59 pounds, so just shy of 20 a day, uh, because. You know, Saturdays on the Tennessee River can get interesting because of boat traffic and different things like that. So that can affect the overall weight, right? Um, I think Thursday and Friday we're going to see a lot of fireworks. I think we'll see fireworks on Saturday, but maybe not as many uh, with as many guys because you have a lot of local pressure, a lot of, uh, you know, pontoon, wakeboarding. Everybody out there having a good time. So it changes things up for sure. So I think that that could hurt the 20-pound-a-day average, but I think 59 pounds to win, and I think to get a check, I'm going to go – these guys have blown me away all year with the three-day average that it's taken everywhere we've gone. Like, it's been stupid to get, uh, to get, a, to check. get a check. Yeah, right? it's been stupid yeah. everywhere we've gone. And, man, I'm going to say like 13 a day to get paid. Um, yep. You know, I, it could be more like 12, but I'd say 13 a day. 
Uh, there's a man. There's so many freaking two and a half and three pounders in the lake right now. I feel like that. I, I feel and, and you saw that the day we went. I mean, there's a lot. It's really healthy, uh, and you can catch them a lot of different ways. So I, I would say well, at thirteen hey, let, a day. Well, let me th- let me throw this curveball to you. See if this changes your mind, right? So I got two pictures from two different anglers today. With I'm going to guess what are four plus class smallmouth. Mm-hmm. So. Are small is that going to be is that going to is that going to change things up if those things are catchable? Um, no, no, because they're 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 freaking ghosts. Uh, right, they're here one day, gone tomorrow. They'll they'll show up. We're going to see brown ones that are way in every single day. You may see guys weigh in five brown ones, but this time of year, it's really hard to be consistent with them. Um, very very hard. They're not as congregated as they are, you know, two months ago, where well, you could I, really I think, target man, them. That, I, I agree with you. Every, we've missed we've missed the check weight at every event, big by, time. By, 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 <laughs> yeah, by, big right? time. So, dude, I think I think that speaks to the strength of the field, no doubt. Right? Like, like, hey, man, it's it's just just like we say with the elites and BPT and, and the pro circuit. Like, you put 105 guys out there, 110 guys that 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 are have a, are are driven, have three days of practice, and can catch them. Like, it speaks to your ability. They're gonna right? figure it so, out. Yeah. Absolutely, and and with the no information, and with the restricted access, and 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 off limits, like these guys haven't been on this body of water in, in twenty days. Right. So anything they have prior, and you know how it changes, you know, from in the June to now, like it's it's a so they're out there seeing it today, man. I talked. There were some long faces out there today, bro. I bet. You know what I mean? And I bet. But there were some there were some guys who are like, you know, we just roll up on them real subtle, and say, hey, man, you know, it's you're halfway through your first day of practice. And the, the grin just it touches their earlobes. That's man. funny. You know what I mean? So, so it's going to be uh, again. Um, I, I think that thirteen pound range. I'm going to take the over on that, just because if I'd have done that in every event, I'd have been right. That's so far. a fact. So, you know, me and you'll bet it. We'll bet a, a either a cold beverage or a steak dinner. Freddie T's milkshake. Freddie T's milkshake. Oh, all right, we can we can roll that way. Okay. And uh, I'm just going. I'm going to take the over. All right. Take the over. I like it. I like it. Well, buddy, I am uh, I am grateful you carved out some time to uh, let me pick on you a little bit on LBL. And, you know, we're coming up on a year since we did the first ever Brad Fuller, Paul Benson, Luke Duncan LBL. So it's uh, oh, wow. it's it is we're almost there, man. We're about two weeks, two weeks away from that being a year. That's that's crazy to think about, man. But uh, having a blast on the MPFL and I appreciate you coming on, being honest and open like always, dude. And I can't wait to throw down this week in Counts, Tennessee. Y'all be sure to watch us. Go follow TNPFL.com for all the live action. Get on the National Professional Fishing League. All of our social media, you know, you never know what's going to be on there. (laughs) That's for sure. That's an understatement. That's an understatement. That's an understatement. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brad Fuller. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, man. See you in a few days. See you, buddy. Brad Fuller right there. Boss man. And and like he mentioned, they're just super honest, man. Guy is uh, transparent as they come. He's not going to hide from anything, and uh, it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air working with these guys, honestly. And there have been some questionable moments, you know, throughout the year. We've had some some weird ones. We had the River Lee disqualification that was talked about all over, you know, from Facebook. Uh, keyboard warriors but that weren't actually there but they made the right call on that decision and and uh, we've had some interesting things happen that you know and they've handled it they've handled it to the best of their abilities and i'm proud to be a part of the league and uh y'all y'all check us out low lifers give us a chance at pickwick lake i know we're going up against bass in the elite series and they're going to be catching them small mouth up at st lawrence river but i promise you this this group of anglers are very special they're great on camera. If you haven't watched us yet this year, give us a uh, give us a look this week. We kick off Thursday. It'll be on YouTube, Facebook, and TNPFL.com from 9 to 3. Me and Double D, David Dudley, and Fat Cat Newton. All right. Thank you to each and every one of y'all for tuning in every week. I appreciate it. Uh, love doing this, man. I'm sorry I'm a little bit – I feel like I'm out of it today because of this – like I said, this souped up, I forget what it's even called. So he called it, my doctor called it a souped up Benadryl, but I'm like in a fog. Um, so if I'm a little more goofy than normal, I apologize. But I thank uh, each and every one of y'all for tuning in. I love doing this each and every week. Next week, I'm going to try to do something a little different because I'm going to have a lot of, 
lot of the guys are going to be close here to, uh, you know, to the CASA because of the MPFL being at Pickwick. So going to have a good time with LBL next week. Make sure to hug your mama. I'm going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues, a little song that I wrote. And go check out the new music on iTunes right now. Luke Duncan and Shannon Wheeler, the COVID sessions. Go give it a go give it a listen and give me a holler. Let me know what you think. I will see y'all next time. I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.